0: Have you
1: ever in your entire life seen
2: anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live from the International Space Station, this is the award winning stamp show here today, episode number 239. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. This is Tom.
1: This is Cash. This is Mark. And this is Lloyd.
2: And we have no Scott and no Albert today because they're off to Chicago Chicago packs where it's warmer than it is in Las Vegas. Yeah
1: <laughs> So today's stamp show here today is going to explain the universe. And we're going to start with uh, an article out of the uh, American Philatelist which was uh stamp show here or, excuse me stampstore.org versus eBay. And honestly, I had never seen StampStore.org, and so uh, we're all pulling it up right now and taking a look at it. Now,
3: StampStore.org is operated by the APS.
1: The American Philatelic Society, a fine organization. You truly should be a member of this if you're a stamp collector. I'm a member. So am I.
0: I'm a 25-year member.
1: The, I'm a, I'm a 25-year member, too. All right, who has the lowest number? Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh (laughs)
0: 107076.
1: (laughs) Crap. Are you a member, Tom?
2: I'm not a stamp collector.
1: Oh. But yes, I'm a member. (laughs) Um yeah, so we're uh, not
2: just for stamp collectors anymore.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Uh we're looking at the stampstore.org. And uh, if you have a chance, pull it up and take a look at it, because it is a very interesting site. If you're familiar with dealing with eBay, uh, this is an interesting setup that they have.
3: So Stamp Store uh, is free shipping to members of the APS, and they have special pricing for each stamp, to members of the APS,
1: it looks like you get a ten percent discount if you are an APS member, and free shipping. And free, um, actually, inside of the book or inside of the um, AP, it's free shipping, but they charge you two percent per uh, for the items for insurance. Ah. So I'm not sure if it's totally free shipping or not. I haven't purchased anything. Like well, I said, before I saw this article, I had heard of stampstore.org, but today we're actually taking a look at it. Well, the, the top of their site says free shipping for
2: members only. U.S. orders 100 plus, foreign orders 500 plus. So it is only, is it only if you order over
1: $100? Yes, yes.
2: So not always free shipping for members.
1: Uh, yes, it, that's what it certainly looks like. And uh, these are obviously APS members who are putting these items uh, up for sale. And it says they currently have 350,509 items for sale. Which, uh, and the counter moves, by the way, because when we first logged on, when I first logged on, it said 514. Yeah, so five items sold uh, while we were just booting up the podcast here.
0: Or yeah. they expired? or they expired?
1: Uh, I don't think there's an expiration on these.
0: Or they were canceled.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if, if the APS is shipping these stamps, then logically the APS has these stamps, which means that in order to sell on stampstore.org – you have to send your stamps to stampstore.org.
1: Right, and they were talking in the article about you ship the stamps. They have like an auction card that you attach the stamp to and you fill out all the information and then they will type it in and they will scan the picture. And I think it's pretty clear and easy and the search function works really well. The one complaint that I have is that I'm looking at the photographs, I'm clicking on like some of the single stamps, and the photograph is relatively small.
3: Right. And you don't see the back of the stamp.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they don't scan backs. So I'm sure that they probably have some sort of a return policy, because I'm looking at a Confederate States number one right here. It doesn't describe any faults or anything, but... Wonder if it has a thin or something like that.
0: There's a badge at the top of the uh, page that says money back guarantee 30 days.
1: Ah, okay. That makes sense then. So uh, it's almost like an approval purchase then. I mean, not a true approval, but it is interesting that, uh, you know, you get a 10% discount. Because if you look, uh, let me describe it. Uh, The description and everything is in yellow. Next to it is a little avatar picture, just like sort of uh, like on eBay. And then over to the right, everything is a buy it now. And it has a non-member price. And underneath it, it's a member price. And the member price is 10% less. And so I just, uh, I put it for uh, do a search on United States. And so it starts with United States, number one, and possessions. So what it came up with first is actually Confederate States, number one, because I guess C comes before Guam and everything else. But it's uh, pretty It's easy to scan, that's for sure.
3: Also, I see that uh, the APS stamp store staff depends on the person mailing the stamps in to identify them correctly because as i'm searching and looking at the scott number 530 united states um, a number 5 uh, a number 330 is uh is showing up
1: so somebody probably so mistook a 3 for a 5 right yep like here i'm looking at a c18 uh 1933 baby zeppelin attractive nh copy with Sever, uh, severe vertical crease through the LZ-127. So I guess it, you know, they describe it, but it's an $85 stamp and it's only for $13.50. Um, they do have bits of description. I, I don't fault them for that.
3: Right. Well, I, I'm looking at a, a plate block of Scott number 530 and the description just says Washington. <laughs> okay.
1: yeah I'm uh some of the descriptions that's the harsh part is you know the descriptions are like little single lines but it looks pretty good I think I'll uh, cruise around here and see what's going on anybody else have any other comments I'm wondering why an arrow block
2: of Five seventy threes is listed for four hundred and fifty bucks.
1: Well, I mean, it's the same thing with eBay. There, what, what is it? Four fifty three. Five seventy three. Hold on. Now, five to me three. personally, I'm looking at it
2: because I just brought up five seventy three at random, and it looks like five seventy three A. But nowhere in the stamp description or in the description below does it say anything about it being five seventy three A. Just says five seventy three.
1: You know, I'm just tr- uh, trying to get to the search function again. 573. The search function doesn't renew itself. So I just typed in 573 and it gave me a Google search with, uh, well, at least eBay isn't showing up. But the, yeah, no- the number one item on top is uh, Steve Malik. So let's see. Why? Why am I doing this
3: wrong? 573. No, that uh, I I think you're right, Cash. Um, it has the search function at the at the the search box at the top. When you're already on a on a page, and if you if you click that, uh, you know, type in a number and put in that search, it brings up Google search, not a search on the Stamp Store.
1: Yeah, so you have to go back to the opening page each time. And I did something. How, what did I do wrong? I typed in five seventy three and it gave me Confederate States. And oh, there, okay. here's five seventy three. Oh, are you talking about this one with the big crease through it?
2: No, it's a right margin right margin arrow block of four.
1: ah, oh. Oh, there it is. says it catalogs eight hundred dollars. Five hundred. Oh, I, sorry, I
2: understand because the, uh, the, oh. right, the 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 text is a little on the small side in my personal opinion.
1: Uh, Actually, it's a lot on the small side. Mm. (laughs) That was the first comment you brought up, is that the top was very difficult to read because the font size was so small.
2: Yeah. But when I click on the picture, I mean, that's a really, really, really dark-looking 573. Yeah. And I don't think an arrow margin block of four...
1: I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, the people obviously have to... Well, there's a lot of 573s that are... Uh, I'm not going to say overpriced, but, you know, they're...
2: I guess maybe not. There's one that's a never-hinged one, but it's a singles 180. So I guess maybe that much isn't out of the question. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, the pricing is going to be the same as uh, eBay. You know, some people are going to be crazy, and some people are going to be normal. And probably because... It...
2: Isn't the APS, though, the one that put out the thing with the circuit books that they were going to put some sort of caveat in there that if you were asking for a graded level price, but you did not have a certificate oh, included yeah. in the stamp that they were going to put a, a an asterisk in there or something that, you know, buyer beware because this, you know, this is not a graded stamp.
1: Actually, uh, eBay was looking at doing exactly the same thing. And Hipstamp is looking sort of at the same thing. If you sell a graded stamp, but it doesn't have a grade, it's just like... You're selling it
2: as a graded stamp.
1: Yeah, you're selling it as a graded stamp, but it doesn't have a grade. Like, you just get a stamp and you say, I think this is a grade 100. And it's got a tear, you know, something like that. So it's obviously not a grade 100. Uh, They say, well, if you advertise it as a graded item, it actually has to have a graded cert. Because, or if you're
2: asking graded pricing.
1: Yeah. Grading is, you know, a large part of the market. So people don't want to look, I'm not going to say foolish, but I don't, I know that people don't want to uh, help the crooks, let's say. Because you used to see this in coin collecting all the time where people would put down that, you know, it was an MS64 or something like that when it clearly wasn't. And they would uh, sell it as such, and the person would get it and go, what the hell are you doing? This is not a MS64. This is clearly a BU at best or something like that. Sorry for the coin collecting uh, terminology there. I'm not going to explain what I just said. Either you get it or you don't. So what do you think of the site overall, though?
3: I think for the casual collector who doesn't want to bother with eBay or Hipstamp, um, and just wants to uh, get rid of their duplicates, this is a, this may be a great opportunity um, because it's sort of a fire-and-forget kind of a thing. You send it off to the APS to list it. They sell it or don't, and uh, and you don't have to mess with it. Yeah. yeah. Does
0: the APS do the scanning?
1: Yes, the APS does do the scanning, which mm. I'm uh, not really impressed with. There's a lot of crooked stamps here. You know, I'm looking at
0: British stamps and... Uh, for what I look for, they seem to be plenty high quality. Mm. You mean the... Uh, the scan. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Because I'm looking at the scans and they're, uh, they would be criticized on uh, eBay. By the way, have you noticed, Mark, because uh, you're selling stuff on eBay, have you noticed eBay slowing down a little bit lately?
3: Uh, I noticed a big slowdown um, just a couple of months ago. Um when uh, the sales tax went into effect, and uh, that seemed to be the only thing that um, uh, that that may have been the driver for it but uh, but yeah, my eBay sales just uh, slowed to a crawl um, and maybe that's maybe that's the reason because sales tax is being tacked on uh, for people in California, New York and yeah, like Iowa, yeah. just a bunch of different states um,
1: so. Um, well, I, I took offers, you know, I always have, you know, make me an offer. Mm-hmm. And so people in California would regularly make me an offer of like 10% less to pay for the sales tax. Right. And I would, you know, probably counter them back if it was too cheap of a stamp or whatever. But I understood that, you know, they, they wanted to pay five bucks for this stamp. And, uh, if, uh, California was going to take 50 cents of it, then they were going to pay four fifty.
3: Hmm.
1: But mine, my sales slowed, but they didn't slow to a crawl. Yeah. I would say that, you know, I regularly sell well over 100 lots a week. And I think I'm down to about 50.
3: Yeah, it's it's picked back up a little bit for me. Um, I think also the um, the stock market has a lot to do with it. You know, I, I I seem to notice that when the stock market is doing well, stamp sales are doing well. The market takes a dive, then you know that that also affects it.
1: Well, but the stock market is hitting new highs.
3: Right, right. So um, uh, so yeah, right now I think my sales are okay. Um, but, oh, so uh,
1: you mean in spite of the sales tax? The, right. Uh, what about you Lloyd what are you saying you're more of a buyer than a
0: seller i know but i've only bought one stamp in the last 3 months really yeah oh. well actually it was a pair of airmail stamps
1: okay what why why is your ebay buying dropped off so much i don't need the money <laughs> yeah you do you buy stuff to do uh, well tell people what you do cuz it's a very smart way to do things
0: I just look for extraordinarily well-centered stamps and um, pay the price asked. You know, I very rarely will make a uh, an offer for people, say, or best offer. I mean, it, given the markups I have when I'm right, I'm wrong about two-thirds of the time, but my markups are so extreme yeah. that uh, I don't care. So um,
3: these, are, these are ungraded stamps that you buy. Right, I only and buy you... raw then you submit them for certificates.
1: Exactly. There's a lot of people who do that in coins also. Mm-hmm. And baseball cards, actually. Well, pick. I'm
0: not the only person doing it in stamps, believe me. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons I don't make offers. Oh, yeah. You know, because like the, um, you know that 372 that I found that turned out to be a 100 jumbo? Uh-huh. That was in a plate block, and it was $100 or best offer. <laughs> and I took one look at that one corner stamp, and I couldn't send him the $100 fast enough. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, that's a hitch well, too. Is mm-hmm. if
1: somebody, uh, you know, we they may have been blowing through stamps, mm-hmm. and then you say, "Well, I'm making an offer," and they pull it out and go, "That's a nice looking stamp." Mm-hmm. I'm denying your offer and I'm raising the price. And I yeah. have seen that happen. Oh, before. absolutely. Yeah. that's why I say, well,
0: I don't engage. I don't engage in second chances for dealers who don't know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not there to teach them their
2: business. Well, Cash, you just had something happen on your eBay. You had it wasn't a stamp, but you had something listed for a price, and somebody said, "Oh, they they made you an offer, <laughs> and you were going to accept the offer." And in the time that you got the email and went to accept the offer, somebody had bought it for full price.
1: Yeah, no, this was a uh, perfumatic two, which is a little box. It's a really cool item, and you slide the stamp in, and it. Detects the perforation gauge, so you don't have to line it up. You just push it in. You hit a button, and it gives you perf twelve, perf eleven, perf ten. And then if you hold it down, it will give you the perf to the f- two digits. So if it's actually a thirteen point seven five, meaning it's probably a reperf or something like that, then it'll tell you that sort of thing also. And it it's a good thing for uh, trying to detect reperfs. Anyway, so uh, we got it. And this was in, we bought. I think we've said before, we bought out a uh, stamp store. And we didn't even know this was in it. And it didn't have a power cord. So we had to buy a power cord. Then we listed it. And it sells for $550. And we said, well, you know, it's used. Let's put it up for 300 And I got an email from a person who said, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, is everything there? I wrote back, yes, yeah, so it's working and everything like that. I have pictures of it actually on. And he goes, okay, I'll give you two hundred bucks for it. I go, fine, you know, send me a PayPal. Let's all get done. And uh, so he goes, okay, you know, give me your PayPal address, and I give it to him. And he goes, uh, you know, I, a day or two later, it's like, uh, you know, I'm still looking at it. Not a problem. I got your PayPal or I got your PayPal address. You know, I'll send you the money. And I go, fine, you know, send me the money. And uh, in the interim, somebody had just bought it for the three hundred bucks right off the site. And uh, the guy goes, "Oh well, sorry." <laughs> so, you snooze, you lose. You snooze, you lose. Well, I, it was a cool item. Uh, Scott has one. If he was here, he has one here at PSE, and I guess he uses it quite often because it really does help in detecting uh, reperfs. So, uh, that's a cute little story. Speaking about stories, what what's the most expensive thing you've ever sold on eBay?
3: Oh gosh, um, it had to have been in the thousands, um, but I can't I can't recall what what stamp it might have been. Um, but yeah, I've I've had some. I've had some that. Um, what what would make me curious is if um, if we're actually seeing sales um, in the tens of thousands on eBay because there's plenty of stamps listed on eBay that. Um, you know, that I $10,000. And I'm just wondering, you know, if those if they're actually selling. My guess,
1: there are several dealers that we deal with. And they put stuff on eBay to show off their stuff more than sell it. Because something that you know, is $20,000. They're going to, you know, say bring it to the stamp show. I'll meet you in Chicago, packs or something like right. that. I don't know how often somebody, you know, pays ten thousand dollars by PayPal. I'm sure it happens. I'm mm-hmm. sure it happens. Um, as a matter of fact, my my biggest sale ever was uh, thirty two hundred dollars, and it just got PayPal'd <coughs> over to me. Um, it was for a football program that i had gotten in a stamp lot it was uh berkeley versus stanford 1898 and you know i bought it from uh chris harmer harmer shall it was an unsold lot of three banker boxes <laughs> and he goes i don't want to take this back you know uh can you buy this and i go how much is it he goes 180 bucks plus 18 percent commission or 15% commission. And I go, how much is 180 bucks? And he goes, fine, get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened it up and a, it was described as having five stamps in it. And it was like three uh, banker boxes, three with five banker stamps? boxes with five, five stamps. <laughs> yeah. It was all like paper and stuff like that. And I go, well, you know, ephemera is ephemera. Right. And I dug down and there were a whole, the reason I bought it is there was a whole bunch of original World War II pictures. and those do pretty good. Hmm. And so I figured there was 150 bucks worth of World War II pictures. Let's see what I can do with the rest. And I put it up and I said, "This has got to be worth 50 bucks. Got to be worth 50 bucks. So I started it at 25. And sure enough, within like two days it went to 50. And I go, cool, I got my 50 bucks. And then two days later, it went up to like 100. And I'm going, whoa, score. (laughs) If it's it's 180, it pays for the entire lot. Well, about four days later, it hit 100, uh, it hit like 200. And I go, I am in the money here. And uh, then the last day, within the last hour, it went from about $400 to $3,000 in the last hour. And it just blew me away. <laughs> so logically... And it could
2: be worth 10000 and you don't care because you got 3200
0: I, I got my
1: 3200 If it's worth 10000 good luck to the person who got it.
3: Uh, sell it and make money yourself. So logically, since you made your money back on that one item, you just threw the rest of the three boxes away,
2: He's <laughs> <laughs> still getting the 150 yeah, bucks for World War II Don't need this stuff anymore.
1: Oh. <laughs> No, I remember uh, the longest purchase I ever did. Uh, There was a fellow named Scott who used to go to the Arcadia Stamp Show all the time. And he had, I had a collection of U.S. number 65s. And there were some plate singles and some blocks and stuff. And uh, there was also two number 88s in it. And so I figured it was worth 800 bucks. And he had a plastic shopping bag filled with little souvenir menus from the chicken ranch when they were taken over by the IRS in uh, Nevada, the brothel, the famous brothel. Hmm. And he goes, how about straight across? I'll trade you. And I go, how many are and He said like 2,200 of them. He had like 2,200 of them. And I kind of like selling things that I have a lot of, but it took me... Over 10 years to sell those 2,200 of them, (laughs) but the lowest price I ever got was $10, and the highest price I ever got was $30. Uh I figured I got about (laughs) $25,000, but it took me 10 years to get it. Right, (laughs) Fun stuff. Yeah, Hipstamp, I've noticed a lot of new buys in Hipstamp because... Hip stamp isn't big enough for the IRS to get after them or the right. state tax or whoever so uh, they don't have that forced sales tax thing.
3: yeah one thing I, I noticed that, that was curious to me is um, now when I'm selling an item on eBay and I send somebody a, um, an invoice it the, and, and it's a, it's a uh, tax or it's a, a state that is collecting the tax I'll see the sales tax on the invoice. And when I receive my PayPal payment, my PayPal payment reflects the tax collected by eBay as coming into my account. So what I'm wondering is, am I now going to be paying income tax on the tax that eBay collects? Because when PayPal
1: sends
3: sends out their 1099 forms... you know, saying, you know, how much you collected from PayPal, it's a bulk amount. And I believe it's probably going to include that sales tax.
1: Yeah. So you have to itemize out your expenses because you're, you know, when you, uh, at least this is what I do, you know, you take your net purchases, you net them against your net sales because I use a very simplified and I know that's not correct. And all the accountants can go ahead and go, Oh, that's not wrong. You have to book everything and keep track of what's over a year and what's under a year. Um, I just uh, track it uh, basically uh, first in, first out. And uh, so I will take the bulk that the PayPal, uh, PayPal charges. Then I will remove my sales. Then I'll remove my other expenses, like if I buy a new computer for doing my eBay, take that off. And now I guess I have to also go through and uh, zero out the – take out the sales tax also. So it's just one more line of things to deduct off.
3: Well, yeah, and I I see the logic of that. The problem I have is that um, when I I deduct things like shipping, I can prove through receipts that I paid for the shipping that I'm deducting for my income. But I have no proof that the sales tax that was collected by eBay was paid – so how do I prove?
1: I think you just have to assume. Because I, I, I cannot see a way for you to prove that eBay moved the money to the proper taxing authority.
3: Right. We'll have I think to see. you just have to trust it. Yeah, I think we'll have to see what PayPal, how, pay, how PayPal treats it at the end of the year when they, when they send out the, the tax forms.
1: Well, yeah, because I sell about $50,000 a year. If based on about a 7% average sales tax, you know, I'm going to have somewhere around $4,000, 3500 worth of uh, sales tax that I have to declare. And I am kind of curious how that's going to be tre- treated. You know, am I going to be liable for something? Hmm. Does PayPal put that money in
2: your account or are they keeping it?
3: Uh, it. Uh, shows up as as going into my account, um, but it does not show up in the in my account balance. So it shows that it was charged to the customer, um, but just like uh, when PayPal extracts their fees, um, the my account balance reflects the amount less the fees that they collected. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sure that there's going to be some growing pains on this. Right. But the states are going broke because they're spending money on stuff, you know. So they need to buckle down and uh, hit the stamp collectors. Actually, obviously, they're hitting everybody on eBay. They they right. hit they hit Amazon quite a while ago. It doesn't matter what state you're in now; you're going to pay sales tax someplace.
3: And I think that's kind of why it's bounced back a little bit because people are used to paying for sales tax on Amazon. So. If This is just an an extension of that.
2: Well, it's funny because um, I buy a lot of um, electronics. We actually bought a lot of our podcast gear from um, BH Photo Video, B&H. And I've noticed in, I don't know when it started, but the last order that I placed with them, they were in New York and only charged people in New York, New York State sales tax because they're a New York operation. Right. But now they're charging... When I bought stuff, they charged sales tax for stuff, and that's like, wow, they've never charged sales tax before.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you heard the latest lawsuit, right? Where? Uh, sure. The yeah the the uh, no the state of California and the state of New York are suing the post office because people are shipping cigarettes over state lines. Oh, yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, and the um, taxing authorities in California and New York figure they're losing just hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes because the post office is delivering, you know, things that they don't even know what's in the box. They just delivered the box. But they're delivering, you know, stuff and uh, of getting around sales tax that way. Well, it's
0: the tobacco tax they're really concerned about. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. they're,
1: yeah. And, and the numbers were crazy huge, mm-hmm. the amount of money that they're estimating they're losing.
2: So what, they want the post office to open everybody's box and see what's in it and go, oh, you need to pay sales tax on this.
0: Tobacco sniffing dogs. Yeah, I should just tell them, if you want to make money off death, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I just thought of something.
1: If they have tobacco sniffing dogs they go through and like are looking for tobacco... It's never going to work because a tobacco-sniffing dog will just sniff out a letter from a person who smokes. Yes. So I don't even see how there's a way for them to do it.
3: Or they may just detect tobacco stamps. <laughs> tobacco stamps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they start doing that, I'm going to rubble, unroll a cigarette and rub it on everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> well...
1: Uh, the
2: marijuana sniffing dogs and they always used to fool them or the Coke sniffing dogs by putting coffee in it yeah i've, I've seen that yeah. so when are they gonna just why didn't they just switch to coffee
1: finding dogs <laughs> <laughs> well anything else check out the aps uh stamp store or, i'm sorry st- stampshop.org. i typed in stampstore.org and uh it went to a uh latin america oh, i'm sorry Vice versa. Boy, you know, that's another thing. Stamp Store versus Stamp Shop. It's stampstore.org. Right. Stampshop.org is a Latin American site. Huh. So stampstore.org by the APS. Good site. Uh, I have uh, the criticism I have is that their pictures are too small, but otherwise it looks really smart. Uh, check it I think, out.
2: I think their pictures are okay because you can click and you can get a larger image most of the time.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't get think, that large.
2: I I think your bit. I think the biggest issue for them is based on the age of the average stamp oh, collector. Yeah,
0: they need to make the text bigger.
1: Yeah, that's probably true.
2: The text on the screen needs to be bigger.
0: And I would like to, before we go, set your minds at ease. For those of you who are planning a Las Vegas vacation, the Chicken Ranch has reopened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, like I said, this was this was 10 years ago and I, it took me 10 years to sell. It, it was uh, I think it was like the late 90s that uh, the IRS went after every place. And it was a funny story because in the end, everybody said the IRS is running a brothel because they didn't close the place down. They're not right. allowed yeah. to. So the IRS was running a brothel. And they got into all sorts of problems with the federal government running a brothel
0: because they were doing it better than the amateurs could. <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> and then uh, they, you know, they owed several million dollars, and uh, they then sold it for several hundred thousand dollars. So the people, you know, just bought it back for ten percent, ten cents on the dollar, or something. Anyway, uh, also American Philatelic Society. If you are not a member, shame on you. You should be uh click on american philatelic society or stamps.org check them out you will find that they are a great organization and you should join
3: yep tell them mark sent you or cash yeah no mark better
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) how about this tell them stamp show here today sent you ah there you go there you go
2: well you've been listening to stamp show here today episode number 239 this was tom
1: this was cash this was mark This still is Lloyd.
2: You have been listening to Stamp Show Here Today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting.
1: Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.